Hello, hello, Lincoln. It's 11.05. That means it is time for How's It Growing, your weekly garden connection brought to you by your favorite radio station, KZUM Lincoln. Hi, I'm Bob Henriksen. I'm with the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. Thanks for joining me today. I have Andrea Foss calling into the program about five minutes. We'll talk all things Pioneers Park Nature Center celebrating 60 years this year. Pretty darn cool. What's your fondest memory of Pioneers Park Nature Center? Maybe we can get some of you folks to call in when Andrea's on the line and share those fond memories. All right, until then, just uh, some quick updates. Uh, There's a chance of rain in the forecast. There was one today, and now they've kind of taken that out. You know the drill, right? Uh, You can watch on radar. And last night's a good example. I saw a big blob of stuff coming. I, actually, it was yesterday afternoon heading our way. I thought, man, we're going to get rained out. And, of course, we did get some rain. But uh, depending where you were at in Lincoln, five hundredths, right? Come on, man. It just kind of died on the vine. and then you, So you see other rain chances coming, and maybe the cell splits, and some goes north, some goes south. So we're due. And uh, tomorrow there's a decent chance of rain. Well, it, scattered showers thunderstorms throughout nebraska so count your fingers that we actually get over an inch of rain when's the last time we said that quite some time ago right i sure can't remember it maybe your place had it all right so that's one update we do have chances of rain so which should prompt you to say i'm going to get some planting done today and take advantage of that rain of course you got maybe tomorrow to plant too but it's always a good feeling getting rain on top of newly planted things right you know that drill as well also, reminder that it's Give to Lincoln Fun Drive Week. In fact, today's the last day we'll be really asking you, uh, kind of giving you that hard sell, if you will, during uh, Give to Lincoln Day. Uh, well, it's good. Give to Lincoln Month, more like it. Um, we have until Wednesday, May 24th, to actually donate or pledge your support to KZUM. But this is the hot week. This is a week where we're really hoping you can help and uh Oh, I'm seeing here as of Wednesday morning, we are at 16,835. Well, on this program, let's try to bring it to 17. You can do that by going online. Don't have anybody answer the phone down here right now. So the easiest way for you to do it, maybe you're sitting in front of the computer listening to the show, just slip on over to kzum.org push the pledge uh, donate button and get it done during How's It Growing. I'd really appreciate it. It makes me feel good that uh, you appreciate the show. You know, people say that, oh, I love the show. And then, of course, I want to say, well, do you uh, donate to KZUM? Are you a member? Come on, man. You got to step up to the plate. All right. Today's a good day to do that. So I'll leave you alone on that. Uh, So that's going on. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I wanted to give you an update, too. Um, we had the friend, uh, folks from Re- Rewilding Lincoln call into the program. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks back, something like that. But do you have a growing space uh, you commune with and may impact people's lives with? Be a part of the Lincoln True, which is a.k.a. the tour for rewilding urban environments that will be held on Sunday, June 11th from 1 to 6 p.m. So maybe your property you're saying, yeah, I'm kind of wild. I got a wild property. I want to rewild Lincoln. I have a growing space that inspires and and shows people how to save resources, how to be create more resilient landscape, right? Uh, landscape that benefits pollinators, that benefits uh, our natural environment rather than sucking all the water out of our system using fertilizers and pesticides. No, no, no. We want those landscapes that help our environment. So 
you can be a part of Rewilding Lincoln. They have a Facebook page. You can go to that. Just type in Rewilding Lincoln and you would follow them. And in fact, they're going to have an event tomorrow night. Uh, join them for dinner at Pepe's Kitchen, uh, located at 1311 South 11th. You Pepe's fans, a good night to do that from uh, 6 to 8 p.m. They'll gather over a lovely vegan meal from Pepe's and then get to know folks who will either lead tours of the rewilding spaces or are already on the tour. Come join them and learn how you can get started in rewilding too. And so, great way to show support for Rewilding Lincoln and Pepe's Bistro. Good stuff coming up tomorrow evening. So, if you don't have any plans, do consider that. All right, maybe you have an event coming up. Don't hesitate to call into the show anytime. That's 402-474-5086. Can't quite remember them all. There were a number of events last Saturday. Hopefully, those were all successful and everybody had a good time there. All right, just real quickly, I uh, want to do a spotlight before Andrea calls in here. My spotlight today, the plant of the week, is Golden Alexanders. Uh, the long name, amazing results. And Golden Alexanders is actually in the carrot family. And this is a pretty little wildflower. Um, you know, maybe, oh, in bloom, it gets to be around three feet tall. But it's a lovely plant. It can take it in the shade. It can take it in the sun. Um, it's, it's basically native to wooded bluffs, moist meadows, uh, swamp forests, open mesic to mesic woods, thickets, fields. I mean, the plant can grow anywhere. And being in the carrot family, it is the uh, uh, larval host for a couple of special butterflies, the black swallowtail and the Ozark swallowtail, feed on the foliage. And you may say, well, okay, fine. Well, they, that's what we plant dill for and parsley. Everybody plants dill and parsley for the swallowtails. Well, you can do your native version of that by planting golden alexanders. Look it up online. You'll be glad you did. Mm -hmm. Make it be a part of your garden because we all want plants that are easy to grow, right? <laughs> all right. Well, I got a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Is this Andrea? Hi, Bob. It's Andrea. How are you doing? I'm great. Oh, How are you? Not too bad. I don't know if you were able to listen in on that, uh, what my little spiel for the plant of the week on Golden Alexanders. Well, I don't know if you were able to hear that or not. Yes, I heard just a little bit of it. I love Golden Alexanders. I noticed they were bloomed this morning. Yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons I put a spotlight on it is, you know, I'm trying to think, okay, prairie plant and bloom right now. What can I push? Oh, yeah. Golden Alexanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it is considered short-lived, folks, so you do want to let it seed around. I've had it in the yes. shadow. Yeah, I had it kind of in the shadow of my oak tree. Oh, where that oak tree's limbed up maybe 20 feet, right? And it's, so it gets mm -hmm. a, a blast of west sun. So I was like, what is going to be tough enough? Well, first of all, it'll tolerate that shade being native as, as well as be able to take that blast of sun about, you know, seven o'clock at night yeah. if it's 98 degrees out with a blast of sun the golden alexander says don't worry dude i got this and i just kind of <laughs> let it grow in this spot and said this six by six area is yours you know seed all you want mm -hmm. and uh if i if i find a seedling here or there amongst other areas i'm like then it's my choice leave it yeah or take it Usually it gets mm -hmm. the, I'll leave you nod, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Andrea, I know I bumped into you at, gosh, I think a couple of plant sales already this spring. It's a, yeah. 
busy time of year. And, and if oh. I remember right, man, you were like the first in line, or it, I think you were number two in line at Spring Affair, uh, which Spring is Affair, yeah. all a blur. Uh, for me, it's all a blur. It's like, wasn't that last month? No, wait, wait. Okay, two months ago. Oh. Yeah, busy it was time. a riot. And the line, when we actually got to go in, I couldn't believe it. I, I usually do the preview sale, and I couldn't swing it this year. And man, oh, now man. I get it. Go to the previous <laughs> right yeah and and that was even you know like i don't know 400 and some people uh not quite as bad as when you were there i think they counted like 1500 people through the door in that first hour so that's oh, just kind of gosh. a trip right? i believe it i believe it i got in i got my plants and then was like checking out and i looked back and the line Yikes. Wow. Right. It was incredible. It came, it came through the door pretty quickly, mind you. But, uh, yeah, it, it is one friend posted on Facebook. He said, a rock a rock concert for plant nerds. I thought that was great because yes. only plant nerds would wait in line to get into a plant sale. Come on, man. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Andrea. Always a pleasure to chat with you here on How's It Growing. Uh, Andrea is a coordinator at Pioneers Park Nature Center. And as I alluded to when we started the show, Andrea... You're celebrating 60 years, huh? Yes, yeah. The uh, the Pioneers Park Nature Center started out as the Chedager uh, Bird Sanctuary in 1963. And it was wow. just the, the little log cabin in the woods. Um, it had a fence you know, area out at the west end of Pioneers Park. And um, just a, you know, a little wetland area. And it's, it's grown so much over 60 years. It's been really incredible. It sure has. It's really cool. And when did the prairie, do you have that in the top of your head, when the prairie building was added as a part of the nature center? Was that like... Sure. So it was kind of built in phases. There were definitely different parts of pieces of land that were acquired over the decades. Mm -hmm. And uh, the prairie areas and, well, the prairie building specifically, which is now the preschool wing, um, was built in 1990. And uh, at the time, it was a gift shop and like a little, uh, you could go in and, and see some animals and things. And then at some point, they started the nature preschool. And so they would convert half of that room into the preschool room. And uh, well, I guess that would have been after the auditorium was added. Auditorium was in 1997. So they started doing the preschool in 2000. Okay. And in 2007 is when we added the exhibit hall and the offices and a basement (laughs) and uh yeah so it's been it's been growing in parts and pieces over the years and uh programming has grown and the the land we have 668 acres now of land and um so much of that like huge chunks of prairie came in the late 90s early 2000s so those huge chunks of prairie correct me if i'm wrong so those I mean, obviously, they were adjacent landowners, and then the city was able to acquire that. Were these were mm-hmm. those areas unplowed as well at the time? Then these were just. I, I'm assuming there are no. Yeah, there are some set, some small areas that haven't been plowed or disturbed um, to the north. Uh, there was originally some parcels that were uh, a piece that was donated from the Martin family, and then later some other parcels that were purchased from Martin family and from other yeah um, willing landowners and uh, yeah so it's a lot of it was grazed pretty heavily it's um, a lot of parts have been used and so it's taken a lot of time to kind of get that to really come back to a higher diversity prairie 
So in other words, those parts that were heavily grazed, those were also like, were those like never disturbed as well? Or were they planted up into prairie at some point being converted well, from something else? You had crops on the prairie? I've got my naturalist right ah. here. Yeah. Not in the north. We didn't have crops okay. in the north. Okay. But alfalfa in the south. Okay. Yeah, so so, uh, so bottom line, it was a lot of it was recreated prairie, and like you say, that's a you'll never be done work in progress, right? I mean, that's a yes. Prairies and, are know, so dynamic. Yes, and you know, we some noxious weeds that really make it kind of tough. Mm, the, the leafy mm. spurge is really a nasty one. Yeah, that's a stinker um, for you. Know. you. Ugh. Yeah. So you know, yeah. so that really <laughs> is hard because a lot of what you would use to you you know grazing isn't really effective, and mm-hmm. burning isn't really effective. And it really comes to spraying some of those things. And, and that, unfortunately, isn't great for forbs and other diversity that we'd like to have in there. Right, right. You kind of throw your hands in the air and go, man, we have no more options. If somebody has a brilliant solution, <laughs> boy, we would love to hear it, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a tricky one. It is, and and but the prairie's shining right now. I imagine I haven't made it out there yet this spring. Um, and do you have any sort of like? Okay, you had mentioned there's like what 680 acres, something like that. So you have yeah. lots of different trails, of course. And I think for a lot of us, me included, I, I can I can guarantee you, I haven't walked every trail there because I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of it, man. It's like, can, is there is there like designated amongst the whole trail network? And how many miles of trails would you say there are in and around Pioneer Park? Man, any, yeah, any idea? Gosh, in the in the whole park, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've got well over ten miles. Um, there's, you know, in the park, there's more of the paved trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get out to the nature center, we have more of. Um, there's a limestone trail that runs on our south border. That's part of that Haynes Branch Prairie corridor. It doesn't extend beyond our property, but the west end of it is is really pretty neat. Um, and uh, that is limestone where people can bike and they can walk dogs on it. Most of the nature center trails, especially in the northern prairie areas, are uh, mowed uh, dirt trails. Um, within the, the fenced kind of woodland area, the wetland area we have, uh, we have more of wood-chipped trails. Mm-hmm. And um, so those areas where it's wood chips or just mowed is really the wildlife conservation areas where we, we don't allow bikes or pets. Gotcha. Um, but uh, it's, there's, gosh, many miles to explore. There's even in the very northern prairies where we don't maintain a lot of um, real trails. It kind of turns into more of like fire breaks. Oh, uh-huh. There's a lot of areas that are mowed along fence lines that you can follow a fence line. And I tell people, just look for the white schoolhouse because that's where your car is. Right. If you can get back to the schoolhouse, <laughs> you can find your car. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to get lost when I'm out there? Does this trail loop me back? Yes, right? I mean, if you're out some there on them, a trail. Some of them do. Yeah, yeah, it's going to loop you back. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm looking on a trail map right now, folks. You can go to Pioneers Park Nature Center online at, through the city of Lincoln, and they got a great map there that shows all the things Andrea was just referring to. And, oh, Andrea, I can't quite read the font from uh, the screen here. I need to, my reading glasses, right, that I never wear. But the Haynes Branch, <laughs> the Haynes Branch Corridor, that trail that, like you said, is the the hard-chipped limestone. Is that on the map, that very southern trail that's very straight? Is that the Haynes yes. Branch? Okay. Yes. Very that good. runs along. There's a railroad line immediately south of us. Okay. And um, 
Yeah, that's the, the newest segment. And uh, we're actually doing an event here in a couple weeks called Prairie to Prairie. And it's going to, uh, we'll have a 5K run that starts on that limestone section. And then when people do a little out and back with that, then you could do this as, with a team or you can really just tough it all out on your own. Um, but from there, you get on a bike and ride from Pioneer Park Nature Center out the Coddington entrance and go 16 or 15 miles south to Spring Creek Prairie Audubon. And, and it's a hilly gravel road. Uh, <laughs> so if you hate hills on your bike, okay, I'm, 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 I admit I'm one of those <laughs> might dudes. might not be for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but for those who want the challenge, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It goes past uh, Bobcat Prairie. We're going to have a water stop there. Cool. And then um, keep going all the way down to Spring Creek, and there is one doozy of a hill at the end. <laughs> and then you get to the, the, the nature center down there, and then there's another 5K uh, run on their trails. And that's it's kind of a hilly run. So yeah. it's, it's not a super long event, but it's it'll pack some punches. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and so, okay, when does that event take place? That is Sunday, May 21st, and mm. uh, it's People can register to volunteer with the event and, you know, be like corner marshals, just kind of watching people, making sure people are staying safe as they're crossing intersections. Um, or you can sign up as an individual or a group of up to three. And uh, it's uh, prairie to prairie and uh, it's, it's a fundraiser for the Haynes Branch Prairie Corridor. So benefiting trying to make trail connection between Spring Creek Prairie Audubon and Pioneers Park Nature Center. Too cool. Yeah, that's just really exciting. And Haynes Branch Corridor, Prairie Corridor, folks, has its own website as well, right, uh, Andrea? You can go yes. like, like prairiecorridor.org. Okay. Yes, I'm pretty sure from there you can also access the, uh, the, the event information, and hopefully we've got it on the park's website as well. Yeah, I didn't dig. I didn't have time to dig uh, to see, but you're I'll right. I'll try and throw a link on your Facebook page. Heck yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Whoops. No, they don't have, they're not current on their website because I'm seeing 2021 events here when I clicked on events under the Prairie Corridor mm. one, but, but it is what it is. You know how websites go, people. Yeah. You're, oh, I, I see you nodding your head. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to update that? We're not, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Everybody's busy, busy. Well, that's exciting stuff though. And again, that is the 21st. That's a Sunday. And so yeah. that's the run, bike, run. So we're going to ask you to run, then we're going to ask you to bike, and then we're going to ask you to run again, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what if you can't do all three? <laughs> what if, if you can you only can't do... do all three? Get yeah, get a person to to run for you. Like I don't. I run. see. I like to ride bikes, but I don't run. So I would pair up with somebody if I wasn't working the event. <laughs> right. <laughs> get them to run for and, you. And uh, get someone else to, yeah, to run for me. And then uh, I would happily do the biking and then let somebody else do some more running. And, yeah, it, it works. Kind of that pinch hitter, if you will. I need that pinch hitter to come in and <laughs> run for me. Yeah, because and you can always walk the trail, too, right? You don't have to run it, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you do not. You just walk um, However, you know, it's you do have to kind of get your own transportation so it is nice to have somebody who either starts you at the beginning or picks you up at the end there's going to be a party down at spring creek at the end so Ooh. there'll be some some food and, and refreshments afterwards for volunteers and for the participants um for any 
friends or family that meet out there, I think there's a, a fee for those things. But um, yeah, and get a t-shirt, pretty cool t-shirt, and supporting a wonderful cause. Yeah, that's great. And you had mentioned Bobcat Prairie. Um, that is along the Haynes Branch Trail that will lead from Pioneers Park. And, and when I say will lead, in other words, folks, the trail's not done yet. It's it's That's why this fundraiser is going on, right? Uh, it's not yeah. completed yet, and uh, they're working on that. But along the way, um, I think the city of Lincoln, maybe others uh, teaming up, partnering with others. Have Lower done... Platte South okay. Energy has been a big, a huge partner in this. Okay, yeah. great. And, um, and in other words, yeah. you've done some planting of prairie. Like, Bob, was Bobcat a... a a prairie planting or was that like an original prairie that's never been plowed type of thing i think that again there are areas that have never been plowed but it is adjacent to some other farm fields so i think some of the some of the prairies that have been acquired um from willing sellers have been you know agriculture of some kind Mm -hmm. over the years and so there is certainly a, a conversion mm-hmm. um i know it with like the denton prairie so right there in the community of denton some of that was agriculture and um it it, it takes a while to, to rehab and you know especially going from seed it's going to be at least three years before right. you really start seeing um some good things showing up and and then you know of course it just takes continued management Right. And so the goal then along the Haynes Branch Corridor is going to be, we want you to see Prairie from Pioneers Park all the way to Spring Creek, right? The little vignette, Prairie vignettes to kind of celebrate the Prairie folks because there's really not a whole lot of places you can go, well, let's say in the world to see Prairie. You know, you got the Cowboy Trail out in, you know, uh, O'Neill to Valentine and beyond, Sure, that's great, uh, but you're not going to make it up to Highway 20 just all the time. This is right in our own backyard. How cool is that? And you already have great-looking prairie there at Pioneers Park. Well, let's extend it out. And if I remember right, Aaron Drury there, the folks with the, um, the uh, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of Aaron's title now, Green Space Coordinator, I think it is, yeah. something like that. Greenways, yep. Greenways, yeah, Greenways Coordinator. Anyway, Aaron and others have been involved with doing some seeding along there, and it seems to me the, the prairie seed they're getting is they're not just ordering it from Timbuktu, folks. They've gone out of their way to say, let we want local ecotype seed or prairie plants mm-hmm. that grew naturally in Nebraska in the first place rather than ordering seed from yeah. Oklahoma or North Dakota or anywhere USA. These prairie plants came from Nebraska, working with folks like uh, Prairie Legacy and Prairie Plains Resource Institute. Um, they put in a high-diversity prairie, which is really cool to hear. Mm-hmm, hmm Yeah, it's it's really amazing. And, you know, and there's unique features. You know, the, the prairie, when they did some reseeding out at the Pioneers Park Nature Center, you know, we when that trail section went in, there was a bridge added. So really, we hadn't mm. been able to get on that south property to do any kind of prescribed burn in quite a while because you uh-huh. just could not get a truck over there. And um, so now we can do that. And uh, when they did the reseeding and, you know, kind of getting rid of, there had been a lot of brome that had established in uh, there. Mm-hmm. Um, when this plants started growing back, uh, one of the interesting things was there was some inland salt grass that appeared, and that was not oh, in the seed mix. Interesting. So, you know, there were things that were in the soil that just had been outcompeted for so long that once they had their chance to grow, they took off. And so, 
you know, I've been seeing lately um, talking about no mow May, but really for prairie, mow it. Get rid of these cool season grasses and give the prairie plants some time to, to warm up and get a jump on, on, on these cool season plants. Yeah, I was just sorry for that delay. I was just getting somebody on the line as I had to <laughs> kind of stretch there a little bit to get that. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And like you said, plant it and they will come. Well, in this case, remove it and they will come, right? And I've heard of other mm-hmm. stories like that. This was out in the North Platte area where the eastern red cedar, if you ever drive along the interstate, folks, and you look south, <sighs> that's where you see, oh, look at those pretty hills that are covered in trees. And it's like, well... Actually, those hills are supposed to be prairie. The eastern red cedar kind of just swallowed them up. Anyway, they've been doing some removal and burning of the cedars there and whatnot. And and they found, because this one landowner did it, and the big blue stem and other plants that were in there, the prairie that was there before the cedars took over was lying in wait. So all of a sudden they removed the cedars. They didn't have to reseed. The stuff was already there and it just came up. And now the adjacent landowners are seeing, okay, you know, they they wanted to say, oh, no fire. Nope, nope, nope. We're not going to do this because it's too risky, blah, blah, blah. What are the benefits? Well, now they're seeing acres of production. Like, uh, oh, we grow fatter cows when we have grass than eastern red cedar. So it's kind of opened their eyes to the uh, the use of fire management on the eastern red cedar. So... Uh, so, um, all right, well, let's do this first because we're going to have to take a break soon. So I have a caller on the line. Hi, <laughs> caller, are you there? Yeah, do you want to take the break first? I'll hang on. No, no, that's fine. We can go ahead and take it. Let's... Uh, Dan. Hi, Dan. One of the Dan's. Hi. Um, this just, I, I've been, I got irritated at the, oh, expand, uh, developments on the other side of Wilderness uh, Park. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. somebody let that happen, and I uh, I wasn't actively resisting it, but I uh, wish I had. And yeah. uh, But so, because it's like the Wilderness Park environs, and didn't that property used to be owned by the Catholic Church, and they were supposed to hang on to it, and I don't know how they got it in the first place. But it, so there's lots of politics involved, but when it should be, uh, way to uh, do we just have to put up with inevitable urban yeah. sprawl? Right. And oh, is, damn. And it. is Wilderness Park going to yeah. turn into like Central Park uh, and they develop everything on the other side? Right. right. Well, uh, yeah, the easy question anyway, is I'm, okay, thanks, Dan. We'll, we'll address that. Thank you, sir. Thank as, you, bye. As best we can, anyway, right? Because, yeah, it's a big issue and whatnot. And, you know, I don't think wilderness parks ever going to be developed into complete an urban corridor because unless they're in the business of wanting to get flooded every year or two or maybe every five years, uh, whatever it is, you're going to get flooded. And as development encroaches, and I'm sure they looked at the location, but money talks and money will always talk. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate and, uh, you know... It, it, yeah, that's a whole different subject you open there, Dan. I don't know if you have any comments, Andrea. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's it's tough, and you know, it. You're right. I mean, the wilderness is it's a whole flood floodway, um, and so development right close next to it is um, is risky, and uh, that's it's a tough area. It was privately owned land that got developed. Um, I can't really speak to what's going on, unfortunately. Um, but it's 
we, you know, protecting wetlands and flooding areas, you know, that's the Haynes Branch Corridor. It's a tributary to the Salt Creek. And so having some areas and those, you know, the wet meadows and the prairie that's adjacent to it, um, that helps when we have flooding events because then there's a, some natural areas that can help um, absorb that water, retain right. it, um, kind of cut down on those um, on the intensity of the flooding. Yep. Um, we, we need those buffer zones. And um, no so I, I hope that we can continue to look at those, those other in-streams and that they all make a difference. No doubt. And uh, I've been seeing some friends coming across Facebook, like the memory stuff, and they've been posting pictures of, of May of 2015, I believe it was. And uh, think back to that time. I think we had like a nine inch rain. Oh. Uh, there was like, it was like, yes. un, like unheard of, man. There was like, and, and I remember driving up to look at Salt Creek and man, it just, it put the fear into me because that baby was lapping right at the top of the dike. And they actually evacuated uh, the Russian bottoms, right? If I remember right. Yeah. And yeah. had it not been for Wilderness Park, I'm convinced it would have gone over the levee. We would have been looking yeah. at huge problems in Lincoln. I mean, we're talking yeah. millions and millions and millions of dollars of problems mm-hmm. and that never happened. And we were right on the verge. One more rainstorm. <laughs> and I was so, seeing areas it, of Wilderness yeah. Park. You know, you could see the water line. It was six feet up on the trees. And then, that you know, I was yeah. like, oh, what's this going to happen to the trees? And they all kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, dude, we got this. Yeah. No yeah. worries. We, at the Pioneers Park Nature Center, that suspension bridge that goes over the Haynes Branch, the water went over half, at least half of that bridge. Wow. And we got water inside the Chudager building that day. Dang. Not for very long, very fortunately, uh-huh. but the water backed up on the Salt Creek and it backed up the Haynes Branch and mm-hmm. it, we're all connected. Yep. Prairie is connectivity, the, our rivers and streams are connected. And, and they're in our communities, and we're part of the community. So you know, it's going to impact us. For sure. And, and that development that Dan was referring to there, First and Pioneers area, you know, is it's a good example of, okay, here is it a wild area that's not going to be wild anymore, unfortunately. What can we do about it? Well, of course, resist. Of course, you can do the best you can, and, and, that's, and you, you put up your fight. But you may or may not win. Uh, so we can no longer just rely on those wild places to shore up our nation's biodiversity. You have to make a difference, too, in your own backyard. And that means that's why I brought up the the rewilding Lincoln. You, you know, make your yard wild again. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, we can all do our part to help because I, I have lots of plants at home and I'm looking at this patch of, oh, I have this comfrey and now mind you, it's not native, but the bumblebees go crazy for it. And mm-hmm. I'm watching it for like several minutes the other night and I have a big patch of this stuff, not one bees on it. And I'm thinking to myself, where are all the bees, people? It's just, yeah. uh, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, pretty darn scary. All right, Mandry, I got to take a break here. I'm a little past that, uh, that uh, responsibility <laughs> I got to do. I'm going to keep you on the line. And when we come back, let's talk about your herb garden there at the Chet Ager Nature Center. I just called it Chet Ager Nature Center, didn't I? (laughs) Oh, man, that goes back years. I'm reminiscing with that 60-year anniversary. Yeah, good stuff. All right, folks, uh, uh, stay stay right there. This is How's It Growing right here on KZUM. I'm speaking with Andrea Foss with Pioneers Park Nature Center. And if you have a question or comment for Andrea, don't hesitate to call in 402-474-5086. 
also want you to pledge your support to KZUM at kzum.org, just like Andrea did, because she's a big fan of this radio station. Why? Because Andrea loves music and good talk. <laughs> Thanks, Andrea. I'll keep you on the line. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, all right? All right, folks, this is How's It Growing. Thanks for tuning in. Go to kzum.org, call and pledge your support. I'm, or I'm sorry, go online and pledge your support right here, right now. I'll be right back right after these messages. All right, welcome back to the program. This program is How's It Growing? Every Wednesday, 11 till noon, right here on your radio station, KZUM Lincoln. Background music there. Old time music is here to stay. Amen, brother. That's uh, Robbie Falks off Robbie Falks' new CD. Let's see, what is it called? Bluegrass Vacation. Good stuff there from Robbie Falks. All right, still got to see that cat live one of these days. Put it on the bucket list. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to How's It Growing. And uh, I have Andrea Foss on the line. She is from the Pioneers Park Nature Center celebrating 60 years in the Lincoln community. And Andrea, uh, it's funny, uh, I'm thinking back 60 years. Okay, I didn't grow up in Lincoln. I came here in 1983 to go to college. And uh, back in the day, um, people would just, do, you know, we called it cruising Maine, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> a small town. And they don't do that anymore, even in small towns. I, I suppose it was because gas was cheap. We didn't have anything better to do, whatever. Uh, we just kind of cruise up and down Main Street and honk and wave at each other and ask, where's the party at, right? And now... Uh, and then when it, when he come to Lincoln, I think all these small town people that came to college or came to Lincoln, we decided we're going to cruise mains at Pioneers Park. And I don't know, <laughs> were you around there uh, back in the 80s to see that by chance? No, I also am not originally from uh, Lincoln. <laughs> I came here in college. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all but, transplants. Uh, come on, man. Well, you original Lincolnites, <laughs> you can sure remember that. I just got an update from Pledge Central. Thank you so much, Carrie. All right, Mike called in. Thank you, sir. Wow, you made my day there, kiddo. All right. Hey, Mike, Mike pledged to support to How's It Growing. You can do the same thing. Go to call up at 474-5086 or go online to kzum.org. Anyway, Andrea, back in the day, and I suppose it was on Sundays mainly, you would not believe the amount of tr cars that would just, uh, they're, they're cruising up and down the road and uh, basically yeah. cruising mains around Pioneers Park. We're talking hundreds of cars. And me and my buddies, we would always park there, oh, kind of the open field area and play Frisbee and because uh, we could see the world go by much easier throwing a Frisbee than driving our dumb car. So... That was always a fond memory, but that's not what we're talking about today, people. We don't want you to go burning up gas and cruising Pioneers Park, but Pioneers Park has a lot of great memories for people. And of course, Pinewood Bowl doing a great job with their uh, booking of some, some great acts here lately and uh, some yeah. a little bit beyond my budget, but hey... Uh, more power to those <laughs> folks that can go. You have fun with that. Uh, but yeah, uh, just fun stuff uh, with uh, uh, Nebraska or for, for Lincoln and for Pioneers Park to turn 60. So are you guys doing any sort of like anniversary type plans well, yet? In we kind of had our big party um, two weeks ago. I we, missed yeah, it. We had what was called Wild Adventures. Yes. Yeah, it was a uh, well, it was kind of a really busy weekend. We did it on April 29th, which was ah. Arbor Day and Spring Affair. Bleh. You were tied up. You right. couldn't have gotten away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. 
I that I was at the plant sale just two days before and was like, what am I doing here? I have no time. Right. <laughs> what am I thinking? But, yeah, but you had to get your plant. But yeah, I yeah, still needed all the plants. Right. <laughs> And we even, so we started planting because we knew we were having this event. We we did kind of put some things in the herb garden, which was a big gamble because today is the frost-free day or tomorrow. Right. Isn't that? So I was like, but gosh, the weather, we didn't, we just did it and we got lucky. I mean, real lucky. Um, but yeah, we've already got some plants in the ground. So we had, um, we closed the road. So for all the cruisers. They were kind of disappointed they couldn't just go out and see the bison that day. But um, we had the schoolhouse open, which it's always closed because Lincoln Public Schools does fourth grade uh, day at the one-room schoolhouse at the Cunningham School. And uh, so I was working the road a lot uh, because, you know, not everyone's happy. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I tried to smooth it over. Uh -huh. and like, hey, stop up at the schoolhouse. You can get a tour. And, and so, you know, I think we got... We had tons of people come out, but there were a lot of people who were just in the park because, like you said, like everybody comes out for just a variety of things to hang out, to go for a drive, to go to a show. You know, there's there's so much happening in this park. And um, it's it's really amazing when, when the park was originally designed um, by uh, Hermingshouse in uh, like the 19th. 20s, 1930s, okay. uh, the original plans was to have a, a bird sanctuary, but hmm. it, it took until, so when the park, when they started developing the park in 1930, in the early 1930s, were you know, putting it, the golf course was like the first thing, okay. and, you know, how are you going to pay for it? Yeah, put a golf course uh, in. <laughs> uh <-huh>. Gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, and they started planting all kinds of trees and, you know, designing that area, but it wasn't until 63 you know, 30 years later that we got the, the nature center actually established. And, um, you know, there used to be a zoo out there and, and that has changed. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just, it's really, it's amazing how it's evolved. It, you know, it used to be a, a community park and out on the edge of town and gosh, you had to go so far to get there. And now it's, we're a neighborhood park for the West Bay neighborhood and yeah, good point. development around there. And so it's, it's really, um, interesting, you know, how many people, are using this park and just all the different desires of people who go out, you know, it's family, it's friends, it's personal reflection. Um, most everyone's out there for really positive reasons, right? <laughs> but, you know, every once in a while it's frustrating when, you know, you have a, a, somebody that might do some vandalism mm -hmm. and that's frustrating and yes. for everybody. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's striking that balance of, we we love our parks and we're very fortunate to have a community that that has some really great parks no doubt and uh for you birders out there we're in bird month uh national bird month and uh yeah. man you know I, I i took an ornithology class at unl with uh with the famous dr john's guard and we had saturday morning uh so think of this as a college class people saturday morning uh, uh lab was it 7.30, right? Does that hurt? Yes, uh, for a, especially for a college student. It's like, what? You're signing up for the class and it has a lab. Oh, okay, when's the lab? Saturday morning at 7.30. Ah, okay, that sounds great. But our lab was outdoors, right? So uh, 7.30 in the morning, right? Being at dawn, it was a, the perfect time to go birding. And Pioneers Park was like where we would meet. And uh, man, just saw a lot of cool birds. It opened my eyes because prior to that, 
I was never in Pioneers Park that early in the morning, I must admit. <laughs> but it's just a whole different feel, folks. So I know, and I know people will drive, you know, out of their way to drive to Pioneers Park Nature Center just to do a, a walkabout, uh, you know, to bring up the sun or just, you know, right at sunrise or the early morning hours just because it's bird heaven, no doubt about it. And, and I'm yeah. curious, Andrea, do you have any birds? I have a couple at home. I have a wren that kind of says, okay, spring has arrived when the wren shows back up, right? And then, <laughs> and at work, I have uh, um, uh, a brown thrasher that, you know, early part of May, I'm like going, where's where's my buddy? You know, oh man, did, you know, did the generation finally cease, right? Because you wonder, are they going to come back year after year? And I swear yeah. every, every year since I've been there, which is like the year 2000, so 23 years now, uh, there's been brown thrashers that come back and sit in the top of the trees and sing away. And it's always, to me, it's like May 6th, right? And I, I never did record the dates, but right around then, <laughs> and I just heard the little feller Monday morning, and I'm like, there you are, you're home. Yes, so so do you yeah. have any of those calls that you, uh, that you long to hear in the spring that says, okay, they're back? Spring is here. I, you know, I, the thrasher is a good one. The catbird, uh, uh-huh. um, and I just started hearing those. I think it was even this morning because I rode my bike in and I decided to go out on the corridor trail, and, um, and so I saw some of those. And um, <laughs> one of the the sure signs for us is when the Canada geese are nesting on the roof. Uh, so when we see the Canada goose on the roof, <laughs> <laughs> still doing it, still going back to that roof every time. Okay, so tell they our do. listeners, this is a fun story. Okay, folks, if you don't know, the part of the Prairie Building, the, the rooftop of the Prairie Building was converted into a green roof uh, yeah. in, in partnership with, uh, um, oh gosh, help me out here. Richard Sutton. Yes. Richard, if you're listening, sorry, I had a brain freeze there. Yeah, with Richard (laughs) Sutton uh, from UNL, because Richard was researching plants to use on green rooftops. And so you did a little rooftop there. And then all of a sudden, a number of years later, uh, a pair of Canada geese decides to build a nest on top of that green roof, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, so, the, so every year they they put they put their their nest up there, and there's sometimes there's a standoff with like another couple of geese, you know, really? who's going to get the roof, and um, yeah, so they'll build their nest, and then we know, you know, she'll be up there, watch sitting on her nest, and um, sometimes if you're hanging around too close, we might get they'd fly down over you a little bit, right. um, but nobody ever got hurt. It was never any kind of. <laughs> dangerous situation but um the, the then the concern was well when they go to get off the roof how do they get off the roof and uh the the little babies I, in I, other words right the little yes, yeah, yeah the little the, baby the what are they gonna jump fly, but the babies yeah <laughs> so you know wood ducks do this but canada geese not really right so um the geese we know it's time when they come to the door and they scream at the door and so somebody has to go up and load up the babies in a little box and bring them down and as soon as those babies hit the ground the parents are done with us That's and <laughs> get so, away from my babies <laughs> so the first time you're like going okay uh, did you guys hear that yeah yeah well it, so- it sounds like our goose is, is like upset about something so then you look well all these little babies are lined up at the door man and i thought i heard a knock but i don't know what it was so you go open this door up in the attic type area and and then what it's like okay hmm well, they're not going to follow us out. Well, let's put them in a box. And, and meanwhile, mom and dad are like going, you know, no. Wow, that's just fun. And, and so I don't know how Canada geese do it. Some, you know, every, 
it seems like each each his own with with bird species, but sometimes they'll they'll trade off the the laying of the nest. Right, the male will lay while the female's uh, getting some food, and then the female. Lay I think, them. yeah, they'll swap out. They'll a swap bit, out. Okay, there's definitely two birds keeping an eye over there. And, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine she's going to sit on those eggs for whatever, 45 days and go, dude, I'm hungry, you know? Come on, man. I got <laughs> to I gotta find some food. I'll eat get up some, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat some of your green roof, but that's about it. So so that tells me, though, that there's still habitat up there. That, But who would have thunk it when we said, well, let's build green roofs to improve Canada yeah. geese nesting uh, sites? <laughs> yeah. And, and, of course, the, the predators down below are going, whatever, man, you guys got this figured out. Uh Darn it. darn it, darn it, darn it. Yeah, that's a, that is a fun story. All right, Andrea, well, we got like five minutes left. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the the famous herb garden at Pioneers Park Nature Center. And uh, yes. I know it has a specific name. I'll let you say that. Yes, it's the Louise Evans Dual Herb Garden. So um, it was named after Louise Evans Dual. Her family uh, wanted to preserve a, a herb garden for her. She used to be a, a writer in Lincoln and she specialized in a lot of um, books about using herbs and uh, the herb garden was established in 1972 and I don't know that it was, I don't think it was named after her at that time. I think that right. came later right. but um, she famously loved to use scented geraniums mm. so one of one of the varieties of plants that we have out there are lots of scented geraniums because that was something uh, Louise Evans-Duell really enjoyed. And um, we have such a variety. But the, the we have a number of raised beds, and uh, they are uh, just kind of the, the lavender geranium bed is our biggest one. And then we have several culinary beds, and then we have a medicinal bed and a kind of a, a dyes and, and uses kind of bed that has a number of things that you could make natural dyes with. Um, and then just many other plants all around it. And that whole area we call our arboretum. So that's uh, where we have a lot of different things planted that are not native. Um, so our children's garden is kind of in that area as well. And in those raised beds this year, we're doing a, um, an animal bed and we're doing a, uh, we call it a sensational bed with things that are scented or um, have really interesting textures and colors and things that little kids would love to just touch and, um, and experience. So, you know, a lot of these beds, you know, um, it's okay to touch things. We ask that people don't pick, but just, you know, you, you got to go rub the plants and touch them and, you know, bruise them a little bit so those, those scents come out and can really it's a full sensory experience <laughs> right that's cool and, and, and i'm glad you mentioned that because oftentimes you'll have, tell somebody to smell an herb and they'll just kind of put their nose down and not touch it right and it's like oh, i'm not yeah. i'm not smelling much i don't know about you but yeah you got to rub it a little bit no it's not like you have to you know wrestle the darn plant you know just give it a nice rub and you're not gonna mm -hmm. hurt the plant and uh you know yeah so encourage you to go around and do that folks and what's great about the uh the herb garden there is that you know i think people want to grow herbs they're not necessarily sure which ones to grow what what are easy mm -hmm. to grow so it's a great reference really the only one in lincoln right to this day i think the yeah. only public garden you can go to to see herbs in action and a lot of us need to get back more to herbs as you know listening to this program we talk a lot about just the health benefits of herbs and 
And I think people, when they think medicinal herb, Andrea, is like, well, it has to be exclusively for medicine. No, not necessarily. And uh, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just need to use more herbs in your daily diet, in your daily cooking, and you're going to get your medicine. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, rosemary, yeah, thyme, sage, on and on. And, you know, I think just when, yeah, when you cook with them, the whole act of going out and touching plants and, and utilizing them, it's it's very soothing for us. Um, I know when, I think when people struggle with connecting to the living world or feeling, you know, I think during COVID when it was very isolating and, and frustrating. And so having hope through experiencing something that is alive and um and that we can put into our bodies or just enjoy being around us is, is so valuable. No doubt. We all learned that by, you know, more people were taking up gardening during COVID, right? And it's like, oh, thank goodness mm-hmm. we still have plants to get us through this because people, <laughs> people are out right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so delight your senses. All right, Andrea, I'm pretty much out of time. One more time, let's give folks that uh, information to uh, participate in the Run, Bike, Run, yeah. Prairie to Prairie event. Prairie to Prairie through uh, GetMeRegistered.com. It is from the Pioneers Park Nature Center, uh, 5K down to Spring Creek Prairie Audubon with 15 miles of gravel in between those two places. And then 5K down at Spring Creek Prairie Audubon. You can volunteer to help out with the day or you can get a team together or go on your own and uh, participate. We'd love to have you. It's a big celebration down at, at Spring Creek, but just a great way to um, be outdoors and share your love for the prairies. Good stuff. Yeah, kudos to you guys for doing that. Uh, Folks, uh, yeah, participate, support the Prairie Corridor. That is Sunday, May 21st. Run, then you bike, and then you run again. All right. uh, Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Andrea. We will see you somewhere at a plant sale, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Thank you, Bob. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks, and thank you for tuning in. And thanks again to Mike. Uh, Thank you, buddy, for uh, contributing to uh, KZUM. Really appreciate the support. Glad you like the station. Those of you that haven't yet, there is still time, 474-5086, or the easiest way to do it is kzum.org. Till then, you have a great week. I'll see you next week right back here on How's It Growing. Adios.